Zahao, and welcome to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the go-to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends, as well as to help you encourage others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. For last week's broadcast, I had the privilege of interviewing the Vision for China team's very own missionary, Tai. He has raised his support, and after spending the last few months waiting for coronavirus-related restrictions to subside, is gearing up to leave for the field with his wife in just a few short weeks. I encourage everyone listening in to go ahead and download that episode if you haven't already to hear Tai's heart for the Chinese and his excitement as they are going to arrive on the field very, very soon. I really enjoyed talking with him, and I'm sure you'll all love listening in. As always, never miss an episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast by going ahead and subscribing on your podcasting platform of choice. We're on Apple, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, and so much more. Head on over to visionforchina.org slash podcast. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T for a complete directory of where you can listen in online. Subscribing will set you up to get a notification each Monday morning as new episodes drop. Alternatively, you can find Vision for China on Facebook, where giving us a like will keep you up to date with occasional posts about what our team is up to as well as what we're talking about here on the podcast. If you're more of the Instagram persuasion, you can find and follow Vision for China there as well. And remember, if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a review or comment too. The more interaction the podcast gets, the more likely it is to be recommended to others. Help us get the word out that Jesus needs to be made much of in China. And also, if you're an overachiever and want to go that extra mile, go right ahead and share the broadcast on Facebook or Instagram, or maybe send a personal email to that person you know who is teaching English in China currently, or that person at church considering getting involved in missions. We with Vision for China are asking the Lord to raise up more preachers to go to China with the gospel, and we want to get the word out that there are opportunities to serve the Lord in this awesome country. Sending someone a quick link to this podcast or sharing with them on social media might just be the first time they've heard that there is actually a way to preach and minister full-time in China. They may have never heard of all the opportunities to make Jesus known through preaching and serving Him there in the Middle Kingdom. So go ahead and share with them. They'll probably thank you for it. And just as a quick side note, this episode is the broadcast 26th episode, which is something of another milestone for us as it means we've been broadcasting every week for a full half year now. That's right. We with the A Thousand Lives broadcast are six months into things and are excited to see what the Lord does in the next six months and beyond. Well, for this week's broadcast, we are going to jump into another story from the life of Hudson Taylor founder of the China Inland Mission and recruiter of hundreds of missionaries who gave their lives to making Jesus famous in China. Today's story comes from his first few years in China, back before he founded the China Inland Mission. At this time, he was still cutting his teeth on the language and culture. He was still sorting out his vision to see China reached with the gospel. It was at this time that he met another missionary by the name of William Burns, who ended up having a lasting impact on his life and ministry. 
even though they only were given a brief period of time to do ministry together. William Burns was an older, more experienced missionary who became somewhat of a father figure to Hudson Taylor during Hudson's early and formative years there in China. Hudson himself recognized that he needed a mentor to show him the ropes of evangelistic ministry, particularly in doing the work of pressing into inland China, and he gladly spent much time traveling and preaching with William Burns, learning all that he could from this seasoned missionary preacher. What was it, though, about William Burns that drew Hudson Taylor to him? And why did Hudson Taylor feel the need for such a mentor figure in his life in the first place? What did Hudson Taylor learn from their relationship? And what exactly can we, today, glean from their season of ministry together? Well, we'll jump into all that and more right after the Chinese region of the week. Our region for this week is the province of Qinghai. Qinghai is located in West China and is home to around 6 million people. This province has about the same number of people as all the country of Libya, North Africa, and is in great need of preachers surrendered to taking the gospel to them. Qinghai province is sparsely populated, relatively speaking, especially when compared with other Chinese provinces. Of the nearly 6 million people that live in Qinghai province, over 2 million of them live in the capital city of Xining. The people living in Qinghai province need to know the good news of Jesus Christ. Only a small number are Christians, while the main religions in Qinghai province are Tibetan Buddhism and Islam. Please pray for the people of Qinghai province. They need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. The majority of people that live in Qinghai province have probably never heard the gospel. Would you pray that the Lord would raise up laborers to take the message of the cross to them? Qinghai is yet another great place in China with many opportunities to serve the Lord and preach the gospel. Friends, you know I'm stuck on repeat, and I'm going to say it over and over again. There really are innumerable opportunities to come to China and preach the message of salvation. There are so many here in Qinghai who haven't even heard the name of Jesus, much less that he gave his life for them. Brother, are you praying about serving Christ overseas? Are you considering what he'd have you do with your life? Why not consider giving your life to preaching Jesus in China? Why not give Give your life to exalting your Savior among the people of this huge nation. There are literally dozens of millions of people all throughout the various provinces and regions of China that have yet to hear the gospel, and you could be the one to tell them. You could be the one to bring the message of salvation. Would you pray for the people of Qinghai? Would you pray for them to hear the gospel and trust Christ? Would you pray and ask the Lord to send them more laborers who will surrender their lives to give them the gospel? Brother, why not devote your life to being that preacher and boldly proclaiming the gospel among them? How, after all, are they going to hear without someone to go and preach? The last few years of Hudson Taylor's first term in China were filled with itinerant trips a few miles inland from Shanghai, the base of operations for so many missionaries in China at the time. Now the thing to keep in mind is that these trips were fundamentally illegal in the eyes of the Chinese governing officials, as all foreigners, missionaries included, were supposed to confine their dealings in China to a handful of predetermined treaty ports. 
of which the city of Shanghai was one. Back in those days, for a foreigner to travel beyond the bounds of Shanghai proper was to not only risk one's own personal safety, but to also risk the ever-tense relations between China and the foreign powers with settlements in these treaty ports. Of course, these restrictions didn't stop young Hudson Taylor. While he enjoyed preaching anywhere, even in Shanghai, he felt a burning desire within him to take the gospel message to those Chinese beyond the confines of the treaty ports. Even if it meant breaking the law, he determined that he must do all in his power to preach Christ in inland China. One of his early trips took him some 200 miles up the Yangtze River, where he was able to name Christ in some 50 towns where he had not yet been named. Hudson rejoiced in such opportunities, but he noticed that he was handicapped by his Western-style clothing that seemed absolutely absurd to people who had never seen anything like it before. He quickly determined that on future trips inland, he must look and dress Chinese if he was to overcome the many challenges that dressing as an Englishman presented his ministry with. So, as the story goes, Hudson began to wear the traditional Chinese-style clothing of a scholar, complete with satin shoes and his hair done in the Chinese Q style so as to blend in during his travels. He was amazed at the freedom that this type of clothing afforded him. People stopped gawking at him and the way he was dressed, and hecklers were no longer out in full force as he preached, all because he simply didn't appear so strange anymore. He once again pressed inland and even made a home for himself in inland China, flying under the authorities' radar in his traditional clothing. He spent some six weeks in this new home and area of the country preaching and doing medical work. He was able to lead his first Chinese convert to the Lord during this time and was even blessed with others who were interested to learn more about the gospel. Unfortunately, however, it wasn't long before some Chinese doctors there in the area complained to the local officials that he was stealing business from them. Keep in mind, he wasn't charging money, but the thing was, they couldn't charge these people money because he was taking care of them. Those authorities notified the British consulate, who effectively forced him to return to Shanghai. Hudson was heartbroken. What was to come of Guihua, his first convert, and the others who had begun to regularly come around to hear Hudson share from the Bible? He spent some final moments with them and left them with scripture. He encouraged them to spend time studying it and praying to grow closer to the Lord. After praying with them, it was with a heavy heart that he returned to Shanghai, feeling utterly defeated. How are those in inland China ever going to come to a saving knowledge of Christ, while even the British government doesn't permit missionaries to travel to the interior? It was during this very low point in his ministry that Hudson wrote home to his parents, I do long for a helpful companion with whom I could take counsel and have real sympathy of mind and feeling. You see, Hudson was becoming acutely aware that he was more or less alone in his desire and fervor to reach inland China for Christ. At least he felt alone, and he longed for someone, a mentor, a friend, to come alongside him and pour counsel and guidance into his life that could push him and encourage him to press on in his ministry. Just a few months after writing that to his parents, the Lord brought an older, seasoned, veteran missionary into Hudson's life. That missionary was a man by the name of William 
Burns. Brother Burns had much ministry experience as a preacher and evangelist in both Scotland and Canada during the revival of 1839. Not only that, he had now been in Shanghai for some time and, like Hudson, also longed to push into inland China with the gospel message. William Burns was just the companion and mentor that Hudson so desperately needed. A very strong, God-centered, and mission-focused friendship developed between the two men. So it was in December 1854, shortly after they met, that William Burns accompanied Taylor on an evangelistic journey inland. They immediately clicked. As they traveled together, William Burns began to teach preaching and evangelism strategy to the young Hudson. Burns was a fan of spending weeks at a time in any one city and beginning on the outskirts of town. Then slowly, over the course of many days, preaching themselves closer and closer and closer to the city center. The strategy helped to ease the Chinese in these cities into the experience of hearing preaching from white faces and proved to be effective in seeing many of the same faces returning to hear their preaching day after day. Burns, during this time, not only noticed but also pointed out Hudson's strengths to the young missionary and encouraged him to continue to work on developing those strengths. The two men did life together. They prayed together. They studied the scriptures together. They preached together. One biographer of Hudson, in fact, says this of Brother Burns. He was better to Hudson than a college course with all its advantages because he lived out before him right there in China the reality of all he most needed to be and know. Probably without ever actually uttering the words, Burns, in effect, looked at Hudson and said, Follow me as I follow Christ. And young Hudson gladly did so. After many months of ministering together, they both separately sensed the Lord directing them to do ministry in a city to the south called Shantou. This was a populous port city just south of Shanghai. They sailed there together in 1856, and there in Shantou they ministered side by side for a few months' time before one day Hudson had to make a quick and unexpected trip back to Shanghai for supplies. While Hudson was there in Shanghai, Brother Burns was arrested in Shantou for preaching the gospel outside of the treaty ports and was sent to Guangdong. The two men were never to meet on this side of eternity again. It simply wasn't the Lord's will. But in that season of life, with the seasoned missionary by his side, Hudson recognized the wisdom of the Lord to hear his prayer and give him a mentor in the ministry. In fact, many years later, Hudson reflected back on their time together and wrote, I had never had such a spiritual father as Mr. Burns. I have never known such holy, happy fellowship. In Brother Burns, Hudson had someone to model ministry in China before his eyes and hold his hand through the formative years of ministry in which habits are developed and cemented. Burns imparted Hudson with wisdom, know-how, encouragement, and a vision for inland China that made Hudson realize a few years later that it was the same type of mentorship strategy that was needed to train up the army of thousands of missionaries necessary to reach all of inland China with the gospel. Brothers, I don't know about you, but as I hear the story of William Burns and his influence in Hudson Taylor's life, I hear that Hudson Taylor truly found a blessing from the Lord in the person and companionship of Mr. Burns. 
If you were anything like me, the thought of leaving home, learning a language, adapting to a culture, preaching in that language, winning people to the Lord, training nationals for ministry, and among all of those things, starting churches, all sounds like a tremendously difficult task. It seems like there are just so many insurmountable obstacles that you don't even know where to begin. I remember my first five years in China. I learned the language, I learned the culture, I started preaching, but I still wasn't sure how to take next steps. I didn't know what ministry in a country like China should look like. I didn't know how to navigate the complexities of culture, persecution, and underground ministry. I wanted someone to come alongside me and show me what to do. I longed to have someone with a like passion to see China reached with the gospel to pour into my life and invite me into theirs so that I could learn firsthand exactly what it would take to regularly preach the gospel, train national leadership, and start churches. And that is when the Lord led me to the mentorship-style, life-on-life-style training offered at Vision Baptist Missions and the Our Generation Training Center. Here I found men who were seasoned preachers, missionaries, and church planners. I found men with a heart for the world. I found men with a heart for China. I found men who have thought through the strategies involved in cross-cultural church planning ministry, even in places like China, and I simultaneously found that those same men would welcome me into their lives as they study scripture, as they pray, and as they do the work of world evangelism. I found a brotherhood of church planners who will settle for nothing less than the evangelization of the world and our generation. I found the men of Vision for China who realize how strategic China is in the grand scheme of world evangelism. Brother, you may be out there listening to this broadcast right now wishing that someone could come alongside you and teach you hands-on how to do the work of the ministry. You long to be taught how to learn a language. You thirst to know how to adapt to a culture. You lay awake at night wishing and praying that the Lord would send someone your way who could invite you into their life and ministry as they strive to see China and the world through China reached with the gospel. You hear the story of William Burns pouring into young Hudson, and you think to yourself, yes, that's it. That's exactly what I need. Oh, that the Lord would give me such a father in the faith that would teach me the ropes of ministry in Chinese missions. Brother, if that's you, let me first encourage you by pointing out that such a desire is not only normal and natural, but also very very biblical. Consider how that is the exact same type of relationship that Jesus himself had with his disciples. Think with me. Mark chapter 3 and verse 14. The Bible says, And he, talking about Jesus, ordained twelve, that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach. You see, Jesus chose the twelve to preach. Yes, but only after they were chosen to be with him. Jesus wanted his disciples to spend time with him. Jesus himself modeled life-on-life discipleship, 
He modeled for us what it means to mentor the next generation of preachers. He lived out Paul's words to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, where the Bible says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Jesus poured his life into the twelve. He poured his passion into the twelve. He poured his time into the twelve, all before sending them out to preach on their own. Brother, you're listening listening in right now to this very podcast and you're thinking that if someone would only do that for you, you might consider church planting in China. You're thinking that if someone would only take time and invest in you as you do the work of the ministry together, you might consider serving the Lord in China. Brother, if that's you, let me encourage you. We with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team want nothing more than to do just that. Our desire is for the Lord to allow us the privilege of being with and investing in men who desire to be missionaries so that they can get the training and confidence that they need to be successful on the mission field. Just as it says there in Mark chapter 3 verse 14, we realize the importance of being with a mentor. In fact, here at Vision Baptist Missions and the Our Generation Training Center, we have a word for it. We call it withness. That's withness, W-I-T-H. N-E-S-S, witness. We desire to pour our lives into the lives of those who the Lord would put in our path and those who would be willing to join us as we seek to reach China and the world with the gospel in our generation. It is our prayer that we could serve you by teaching you what we know about the Bible, about the Chinese language, about the Chinese culture, and about ministry in China so that you can be properly equipped to do all in your power to make Jesus famous in China. Again, brothers, opportunities abound to preach Jesus and serve him in China. I beg you to consider China. I plead with you to pray and ask the Lord what he would have have you do for him there in China. If you were considering China and ministry there but don't know where to start, please reach out to us with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. We would love to help put you on a path to full-time ministry in China. Of course, you can email us at info at visionmissions.com. That's I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S.com. Or you could email me, Austin, personally at austin at reachingchina.org. That's A-U-S-T-I-N at R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We'd love to talk to you about the next steps you can take toward preaching Jesus in China, whether that next step be Bible training, ministry training, or language and culture training. We'd love to mentor you and guide you on your path to making Jesus famous in China. Friends, I just quoted 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2, where Paul tells Timothy to commit the things he'd heard from Paul to faithful men. In Chinese, the word there is jiao tuo, jiao tuo, jiao tuo is the Chinese word for commit. Brother, there are dozens of millions of people in China who have never had the gospel to them. They don't know the message of Christ. They don't have the hope of salvation. Will you, my brother, devote yourself to getting the training necessary now to take it and that gospel message to Chinese men who will likewise the message to others as well? If not you, then who?
This concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode for another conversion story from the ministry of Jonathan Goforth. Per usual, it's sure to be an amazing testament to the grace of God that you won't want to miss. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the A Thousand Lives broadcast so that you won't miss out on other exciting stories and interviews all centered on preaching Christ in China. Please remember to pray for the province of Qinghai this week. The people there need preachers who will come to them and jowl the gospel to them. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time. 再见。